Good to have you. Bill Michael Show, continuing on. Trudging through the day, loving it. 877-867-1670, That's the phone number to get a hold of us. Find us on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Same thing on Instagram. You can uh, track us down also uh, watching the program each and every day on YouTube. Go to YouTube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And then you can find us, uh, same thing, uh, the Bill Michaels um, uh, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels.com is the website. Download the app, WOZN, The Zone Madison, which is our flagship station. You can take us anywhere and everywhere live. And uh, you can always find us after the fact, and that's on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts as well. So there you go. Um, we we kind of had a, a lot of discussion um, coming up regarding the Brewers and the Packers and such over the last couple of hours. Um, and Scott brought up a point. He said, you know, is it possible that the Bally sports situation has caused more of an issue than anybody realizes? The hater trade, the Burns arbitration, a couple of relatively inexpensive relievers, Boxberger and Suter, were not brought back. All seem to be money-related. Yes. I think that also has had something to do with the financial issues, not just for the uh, for the Brewers, but for other teams as well. Uh, when you bring that in now, ba- Major League Baseball has stated that they will uh, make up the difference, and there will be that money that was you know originally guaranteed via the Bally Sports deal that that'll come into play. But yeah, I think it's something that when you're sitting there paying your bills, and suddenly one of your one of the people that are paying you says, "No, we're not paying you anymore because we can't." That was just a crap deal to begin with. Uh, I never liked that deal. The whole thing with Bally Sports coming in, and it just it it seemed I don't know. It seemed janky to me anyway. It just did. Just didn't seem right. And sure enough, within a short period of time, I mean, it's you know Bally Sports obviously reneging on their deal. But to answer your question, yes, I believe that that was part of it because there was a lot of uncertainty when it came to the money, you know. So. Um, yes, in a very short word, yes, there was, there's something to that. Uh, this one is from uh, Kate. Kate says, uh, I believe the Craig council wants to just spend more time with his family. Nothing more to it than that. Uh, it is a good question. If the team was better, would he stay? Uh, but I doubt it. I think he's dedicated his entire life to baseball and it's just time to spend some time with the kids and family. You would kind of think. You know, you would. Uh, I I don't know what his answer would be if you said, "Hey, if you had, you know, Woodruff and Clayton Kershaw, and you know, you pick five great pitchers and a good closer like you have, and somebody else is a setup man, and you'd have four or five legit bats in a lineup, would it change your mind? Maybe, because wouldn't everybody like to be a part of a championship? I mean, he's already won two of them." But to win one for your home team as the manager of the Brewers, I, I think that might tug at him a little bit harder. But I don't think that um, it would make the decision not to come back more difficult. But if you haven't signed a contract by now, chances are you're thinking after the season's over. Uh, now, 
Will had asked earlier, he said, do you think that as a, quote, lame duck manager that it's affected the clubhouse? Here's the other side of the coin. As a manager looking over the fence to say, at the end of the year, I'm done. Has it affected him and his managerial ability? I don't think so either way. But I think they're legitimate asks. But I don't think so either way. I think Craig has sunk everything he could into this. Uh, and it hasn't panned out, and the season's not over. The final chapter is not written. Nothing's official till it's official. But uh, I think that he probably has said, I, I've done it for as long as I want to do it. I'm a pretty long-tenured manager when it comes to Major League Baseball at this point. I've had success. I'm the winningest manager in Brewers history. The one goal that I had was to get him back to and win a championship. Didn't happen, but everything else we've done. They've won the National League Central. They've won it in St. Louis. They've won the playoff game in, in Chicago. They've beat rivals. They've shown that uh, for a period of time they could be relevant, better than relevant, even have high expectations. Uh, but there is another level that this thing needs to be taken to. And go back to 2019 when they, they could have, would have, should have, and it just didn't happen. Some of the bigger names on this team weren't able to pull the triggers. So it wasn't anything managerial-wise. It was just they didn't win. You know, they didn't you didn't get the job done. But it's been a hell of a run. And I'm not saying it's over. I'm not saying anything's official. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just simply saying that it's just, it's just as you start to look over that fence, you're kind of seeing, and again, I think it's 89 games. It, you know, is this the beginning of the end? And are you starting to kind of think, you know, man, he's been a hell of a manager for this team for a while, and now what? if indeed he is not coming back. 877-867-1670, uh, Cindy says, hey, Bill, love the show. Are you going to be doing anything live from training camp in Green Bay? We are. Uh, as to what dates, we don't know as of yet. But I would look for the cruiser to be outside of training camp at some point, uh, someplace nearby, just an FYI. Yes. Uh, Will says, uh, yeah, but uh, Rodgers, when he was here, took way too many sacks. Actually, he didn't. Rodgers had the ability to throw the ball away. There was a couple of sacks he'd take every now and then, and, and you know, you kind of throw your hands in the air, but he never put the ball in harm's way. You know, that was one of the Mike McCarthy mantras is you'd rather take a sack, you'd rather throw it away than turn it over. I mean, statistics will tell you, you turn the ball over, you're losing the game. Don't give the other team momentum. Don't give the other team another sh another bite at the apple, another shot at the end zone. Don't do it. Take the sack, throw it away, but don't turn it over. The only time it was kind of acceptable, acceptable to turn it over is if you were third and ten and you launch one downfield that would be the equivalent, equivalent of a punt anyway. But other than that, no, you don't you don't do that. Um, what else do we have here? Oh my God, our buddy Dwayne says uh, the times we are in, we have a national pizza day, Bloody Mary day, etc. I dub this day to be "Be kind to your canvas man" day. Can't wait for the Packers uh, this year to see what we have. Zach Tom's going to be a Pro Bowl selection this year. Book it. Hope you're right. Then again, that would mean that he beat out Yash Nyman for the right tackle position. So I don't I 
if he's that good, great. I didn't think he was that good as a, as a tackle. I thought he was more of a guard. But we'll see. But we'll see. Um, 877-867-1670. This one uh, is from uh, Tom. Tom says, uh, hey, Bill, do you think that Craig Council's also burnt out as being the manager for a team that is not putting uh, all their money and resources into the personnel? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. I, 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 I mean, I guess you can be burnt out uh, to a certain extent if indeed you, you know, are just, I don't know how to put it. If you're, you've just been doing it a long time, you know? You've just been doing it for such a long time, whether it's playing ball as a kid, playing ball in high school, playing ball in college, going pro through the minors, you know, all the years, different teams, different cities. Yeah. I think there's a level of, you know, it's 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 a grind, man. No doubt. It's a grind, but I I don't I don't think he's sitting there going, "God, this this is terrible." No. That I don't think. That I don't think. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us uh a shout and hit us up. Let your voice be heard. Do it. Uh, Mark says, uh, hey, guys, you're forgetting one thing, and that is Mark Antanasio has thrown others under the bus. It's only a matter of time before he does the same thing to Craig Council. Maybe Council's getting out before Mark Antanasio fires him for his own ineptitude. It's mm. an interesting take. Quit before you get fired. See, though, but like Chuck said when we had Chuck Freeman on a little while ago, I, I, I think Chuck's right. I think, look, if Craig Council decided I don't want to manage here anymore and he wanted to step away, I think he's got five offers the next day. I, I, even if he was fired, I think he's got five offers the next day. I think he is done a lot with the talent he's been given. Now, there was an early period of time where you had, you know, with Braun and Christian Yelich, and those guys were raking, and you had a pretty good team around them, had some good pitching. I I think they had some opportunities. I don't think it was overmanaged. Um, But I... I don't I would I would almost be again I think this is nothing more than he's if if indeed he walks away that he's just going to spend some time with his family. I would be surprised if say David Stearns goes to New York and Council walks away from the Brewers to then go and manage the Mets. I that would be surprising to me. It really would. That would be surprising to me. Because I think I think Milwaukee obviously was tugging at his heartstrings. That's the reason he took this job here. That's the reason he's managing here. I, but I, I don't know. I, I, I would find it somewhat shocking. 
to be honest with you, if indeed. Um, yeah, I, I, I would find it shocking if indeed he ended up taking a job, say, with New York if David Stearns went there. Um, we'll break. We'll come back. We'll get back into your thoughts and even more so coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friend uh, over there, Mikey, and uh, the gang at Exit Realty. Good people over there. Mikey Whitcomb, he's the guy that helped me find my house, and we went through so many houses before I finally landed on this one. But he's the guy, whether it's Milwaukee County, Ozaki County, Washington County, uh, Jefferson County, you go out in the areas, Mikey Whitcomb can get it done. Waukesha County, 414-243-1976. 414-243-1976. Straight shooter. Straight shooter. He'll tell you like it is. But he'll also work his ass off for you. Again, 414-243-1976. That's Mikey Whitcomb over there at Exit Realty. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. A reminder. I'm going to press this a lot between now and the ride. 16th annual poker run coming up on uh, Sunday, September 3rd. Labor Day weekend, Sunday, September 3rd. So nobody has to work on Monday, the 4th. So Sunday, September 3rd, come on out. All motorcycles are welcome. It benefits Fisher House, Wisconsin. We are going to start this year at the Harley Museum. Starting this year at the Harley-Davidson Museum. And a lot of great stops, but if you want to follow along and follow, and we're going to be posting the route, the opening route as well, uh, but it's going to be facebook.com slash big unit poker run, facebook.com slash big unit poker run. And uh, you get a break on the price for you and another rider. Uh, if you pre-register, not to mention, you're also then entered automatically for uh, some really great prizes for those who pre-register. And then obviously for the poker run itself, there's going to be, uh, big screen TV, and there's some other things that are really cool that are coming together uh, to win as well. But a lot of great stuff going on for the motorcycle ride. But the, but the ultimate goal is to raise money and benefit Fisher House, Wisconsin, helping military members, veterans, and their families. And please, please, please come out and support us. Uh, we can't say thanks enough to everybody that's done it in the past. And this year we want to, uh, we would love to break another record of size. And last year, 1,085 bikes participated Almost 1,500 people were there. We lost count of the people. I have no idea, but um, a lot of people last year. So please come out and help us uh, raise money for Fisher House, Wisconsin. And uh, not to mention, just have a great time along the way. You can scan if you're watching on the live stream. You can scan the QR code right now. It'll take you right to the website, and you can get pre-registered right there. In addition to that, don't forget the pre-registration. Since we're at the museum, you can buy a discounted museum ticket also. So check that out, which is really cool. So, and thanks to the uh, Harley Museum, which, by the way, they're putting together a pancake breakfast that morning prior to the ride. So you can come down, you can go through the museum, the gift shop's going to be open, and pancake breakfast, all before we even start to jump on the bike and motor and, and go on the motorcycle ride. So <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, check it out again, uh, facebook.com slash run. facebook.com slash big unit poker run and uh, we're going to continue to update with details um 
real soon, as a matter of fact, really soon. Uh, 877-867-1670, if you want to hit us up. Uh, Chuck says, just curious about something. For the last few years, Rodgers got a lot of criticism for wanting certain players to be on the team. But now that the Bucks have hired a new head coach, it seems like Giannis had a lot of input with the final choice. But I never heard uh, one critical comment about that. Why one and not the other? Um, no, we talked a little bit about it. Um, look, I, I personally, when it comes to Rodgers and decisions and coaches, Rodgers had a say and talk to now if if the story is true mark murphy said this is the guy we're going to hire can you give him a call and then it was basically yeah this we're going to hire him but we want you to get to know him we're giving you that courtesy aaron whereas the new head coach for the bucks was basically interviewed by Giannis. um Rodgers had say in the plays. Rodgers had say in the offense. Uh, Rodgers, you know, brought his guys along. And the same thing where Giannis, he's not – see, here's the thing. Giannis, first of all, Giannis is not far removed from winning a championship. Secondly, Giannis is not far removed from winning a championship for the first time since 1971. So he kind of brought that luster back to the box. Rodgers extended the history of what was in recent past for the Green Bay Packers since 1996. And I think, and honestly, uh, and honestly, Chuck, I think the two different, the two attitudes are different. Giannis is very likable. He's very a, a kid at heart and he just wants to win and he, he loves the city and he's, you know, he's he's not condescending. He's kind of fun and silly and and such. Where Rogers placed himself on a pedestal and seemed to separate himself from other people. And, you know, there was a level of perceptual arrogance, whether it's true or not, that, that, that he was above a lot of this. And, you know, the perception was that he ran a coach out of town and didn't want to listen to him and didn't want to run his plays and, you know, and kind of went rogue and, and Giannis has hasn't done that. Giannis has talked about you know Giannis is the guy that leaves the you know the arena to Fiserv after having a bad game and then goes next door and works out till midnight trying to get better. So you're right, and also remember the ability for the for the Bucks to win rest upon Giannis. Then well, then again, you know what. I mean, same thing with Rodgers. If Rodgers went down, pretty much the hopes and dreams of that particular season were gone. Um, Thomas says, don't forget that uh, 12 went out and verbally attacked the Packers front office. Yeah, Gian, that's what I mean. It's just, it's perception. One looks to be arrogant and selfish. The other one looks to be uh, just putting his stamp on a coach to say, I'm a team player and I'm vested. You know, um, I, I, I can explain it deeper, but technically on its face, you're correct. But depth wise, it's, it's, it's a different scenario. It's a different situation. Um, I will say this, um, the Chris Middleton 
Um, is Giannis's guy. And Chris is going to get all the opportunity in the world because he's Giannis's guy. So, in essence, and Giannis's brother's on the team when he may not, you know, may or may not deserve a spot on the team. But he's going to be there because they're trying to keep Giannis happy. You know, it's the same thing when, you know, they, they let go of Ted Thompson. Ted drafted Aaron, so there was always an affinity there. But Ted didn't do anything to, to help, overly help Aaron. He wasn't bringing in free agent wide receivers and drafting first-round draft choices to, to help Aaron. And Gudikins was thrown into a really tough situation, you know, for a couple of years. Now, he started out slow with the draft, but I think he's got his arms around it now. And he ran things the way Ted did. It's you distance yourself from the team. You didn't. You know, you you know, Aaron wants to be coddled. Aaron wants to be bigger than life. Aaron wants to be, um, he wants to be treated like a human being, except for when it's business on his terms, and then he doesn't. It, it it's, but because he's a superstar, he wanted certain things his way, and made it very known and made it very public, and to a certain extent, you know, you understand it. We all understand it. We all want to be treated as human beings in whatever job we have. You'd like to see management come down and say, hey, if you're in the on the floor at a widget factory making widgets, you'd love to see the CEO come down and talk to you and say, hey, how are things going? You know, what do you need? What can we do for you? You know, what's, what's going to make this thing better so we make more widgets and better widgets and we all earn more money? I think we all want that, you know. Um, the difference is, is that you and I don't have that kind of pull. Rogers did being the face of the franchise. But I think you, the, the, the drafting of Jordan Love was the linchpin to that. If the Bucks went out and drafted another, if say they were, let's say Giannis goes down with an injury. And they drafted another Giannis. Would Giannis be upset? I think Giannis would look at it as, hey, we got help coming. We, I can win us another championship. I don't think he would. I, I just don't. I don't think Giannis would look at it as, oh, my God, they drafted another superstar. I, you know, screw this place. I'm out. I mean, Giannis's word was, you keep us competitive, and I, I'll, I'm going to stick around. I want to win championships. So, and I think the Bucks, for the most part, have done that. Rodgers was just mad that they drafted another guy to play it's just it's 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 just different oh technically it's the same but it's just different um thomas says to be the devil's advocate they've never drafted Giannis's replace that's what i'm saying if Giannis went down with an injury and they drafted the exact same player i think you would look at it as now we have two Giannis's. And Giannis would welcome the opportunity to play with a guy um, that is drafted a Milwaukee Buck, that is a Buck, that is in this city, appreciates this city, and wants to be a champion. I think he would appreciate that. You know? So that I get. It's just, it's apples to oranges when you talk about that draft. I mean, in that period of time, with the drafting of Jordan Love, it was just... You know, now if Jordan Love turns out to be wonderful, then 
you know, in the long term, maybe it's a great draft choice. But at the time, it was it was just a bad move. The timing of it was just bad. And that's why if Jordan Love doesn't pan out, all of this angst will have been for nothing. Nothing. You pissed off a quarterback, um, a guy that wanted to retire here. You, you made him mad. And in doing so, you also then, he, he maybe left a year or two or three early, and you went to the guy that you drafted who never panned out. When you could have added another weapon, you could have added another defender to a team that was on the cusp of getting back to maybe a Super Bowl. And instead, you drafted a guy that you didn't even use for three or four years. And that is the agree that would be, if love doesn't pan out, the egregious act. And I agree with that. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. I hope that's a good way to explain it. It's just it, it really is kind of apples to oranges in that sense. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. My uh, my buddy Jake is uh, is in town from Sheboygan, and uh, he said uh, spending the day on Pewaukee Lake doing a little fishing today with his dad. Said uh, went to lunch at Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill on Pewaukee Lake uh, on uh, Lakeview Boulevard. By the way, he said uh, great wrap. The buffalo chicken wrap was absolutely awesome, and told the gang over there. You said hi. That's awesome. Love that. Good place over there. Curly's is awesome. Uh, really, it's it's a fun spot. They've got TVs everywhere. You can sit outside on the deck and watch the boats go by. On the inside, you can throw darts. You can shoot a little pool. And it's just a really cool place. Just It just is. It's almost like you're going to the Northwoods cabin or something like that on the inside of that place. So Curly's Waterfront Sports Bar and Grill, Lakeview Boulevard in Pewaukee. And if you're over there doing a little fishing, a little lunch is not bad inside Curly's. There you go. Uh, winning gambler says one and four in championship games, setting the bar pretty low, and the defense was big in the one win. Um, if you think because he says you can't do much worse in the playoffs than twelve, wrong, boy, that's such a uh, such an erroneous statement. That's a terrible take. Here's the reason why. In the game against Tampa Bay, I'll give that to you. Didn't play great, couple of picks, had a chance to run the ball into the end zone, chose not to do it, threw into double coverage to one man when another guy was open. Yes, I'll give you that, okay? In the game out in San Francisco, that defense was awful. Mostert ran wild. They couldn't stop the 49ers. It was terrible. They had no business being there. In the game down in Atlanta, They had no business being there. Remember, he kind of willed them there through Dallas to get to Atlanta. The defense wasn't good. The offensive line was banged up. They just, they had zero business being there. They got there because of Rodgers. But they, they were not the better team. 2014, 
in that NFC championship game, that infamous championship game, <clears throat> Clay Matthews takes himself out of the game on a goal line stand. Micah Hyde doesn't know where to go on a two-point conversion. That's defense. Um, you had Julius Peppers telling Morgan Burnett to go down after an interception. Inexplicably. Why? Because Morgan Burnett, if anything, could have ran in deep into Seattle territory where at the minimum you would have kicked a field goal, which would have ended that ball game. Had he kept going, he scores, and then it for sure ends that ball game. That was defense. Rodgers had zero to do with that. Bostic going up and getting the ball on the onside kick. All they have to do is get it and fall on it. Game over. He screwed that up. Rodgers didn't do any of that. The play calling in the third quarter, the run, 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 three and out, which automatically gave the ball back to Seattle. Bad. Rodgers had nothing to do with that. So to say one and four in championship games, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Because in a couple of those games, they shouldn't even have been there. They only get there because of Rodgers. It's an awful take. When people say that, it just, you can you completely forget about the ultimate team sport being what it is. And you turn a blind eye to all the things that were wrong. And it's just, it, it, it's, it, it, it's a terrible take. I mean, I can keep going. I can keep going. He says, well, if you rewatch the Seattle game, so you, now you're picking out one game. So now you're going after one game. After your statement was he's one and four. They did have they did have some chances in the fourth quarter. I agree with you. But, again, I just gave you all the examples of the reason why they failed. It wasn't just Rodgers, and you're saying it is. Your argument is wrong. It just is. I'll defend him till the day is long. Absolutely. For all of the – look, there's as much, you know, Rodgers dislike to go around that I can jump on and I can say I agree with you on. This is garbage. It's absolute garbage to lay that, that, that statistic at his feet. And now you've backed off of the one and four. Now you're going back after the 2014 game only. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh Thomas says the Seattle D was terrible. Really? Well, they ended up winning a championship. Seattle in back to back years, the, the the Legion of Boom was was fantastic. That was a great defense. I really believe that if the Packers would have won that game in Seattle, they would have had another championship in their back pocket. I just do. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to find us, please go ahead and give us a shout. Give us a shout. Um, this is from Mark who says, I agree with you 100%. Uh, for people that just laid all at Rogers feet, they are wrong. I remember a defense that couldn't stop the run to save their life. I also remember a fumble deep in Atlanta territory. Once the Packers finally started moving the football, um, God, uh, it was, uh, God, it wasn't Coon. I can't think of who the hell it was. It fumbled off the top of my head. 
But you're right. It really was the only drive the Packers had all day that was worth a damn down in Atlanta. So I I agree with that. Um, what is this? This is from uh, Chris. Chris says, uh, how can we forget that Russell Wilson went over the top to Tremont Williams and he didn't have good coverage? No, he had actually great coverage. It was just a great pitch and catch. Jermon Williams had really good coverage. There wasn't much you could do. It was just it was a perfectly thrown ball. The receiver just went up and got it, and it was it was really good coverage. It was man coverage down the middle, you know. And all you know again that Packers had a shot, but it just it, it was the other mistakes that you can look at and say these cost them a game. In see, and that's I, I said it that day, right after that game doing the post-game show, that in 2014, that game, until the Packers get back to a Super Bowl, that game is going to stick with me forever. Forever. Because I thought that was one of the I, – I thought up until that, that third quarter when Mike McCarthy kind of took his foot off the gas, I thought this was probably one of his best coached games. Regardless of the outcome, I thought it was going to be one of his best coached games. Just because uh, they they just executed in a lot of different areas so incredibly well against a team that everybody believed was better. Everybody thought that they were better, but it just they just they just coached. He coached really well, and then by the time it was all said and done, you know, ultimately the Packers lose that game. So painful, yes, no doubt about it. Uh, that game is going to. To live for a long time. <laughs> 28-22, I just never forget in overtime, the over the top, just, ugh, the dagger. It just killed you. Just killed you. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, and I really thought that last drive when they, the Packers started out, correct me if I'm wrong, because there, there was a quick pass to Jordy Nelson. And it it because uh, Green Bay was was in, deep in their own territory. They went quick to Jordy Nelson, and then another one to Randall Cobb. And I'm like, oh, here they go, here they go. And then that then Eddie Lacy had one that uh, he could have caught, and Richard Rogers had one could have caught, and then the uh, the the Jordy Nelson pass to put him in uh, prime, which could have been a first down, by the way. He had because uh, Eddie Eddie Lacy had some wide open running room and he not nothing happened in there. Uh, they ended up kicking the field goal to to tie the game up, but yeah, there was a couple of times down that stretch where they could have gotten could have gotten the job done. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. But then again, don't forget. I mean, uh, defensively they gave it up right away because that was uh, late in that ball game. I think there was. It was like just over two minutes. It was it was coming up on the two minute warning. Uh, Russell Wilson. It was like right down the field, right down the field. Russell Wilson to because they were at midfield, if I'm not mistaken, at one point. And with the two minute warning or two minutes to go, Russell Wilson, uh, Marshawn Lynch had a couple of a uh, couple of big gains. Marshawn Lynch actually took it 24 yards into the into the end zone. 
at one point. And then the two-point conversion, like I said, Micah Hyde not knowing where to be, that was successful because that it was Wilson to Wilson, remember. And uh, that that you know anyway, it's too painful for me to kind of continually go over. To be honest with you, yeah, it's gonna just live there forever. Gonna live there forever. Um. Jason says they shouldn't even have been there in Atlanta. Uh, they were there because of Rodgers. I am not on his bandwagon, but I give him some credit, and I agree with that. 877-867-1670. This portion of the program brought to you by a great company called Veterans America. They came on board a couple of months ago, and uh, James Mercado, um, the, the president, is just an awesome guy and does so much for veterans. But but uh, they are, by by far, the top VA lender for home, fi- home buyers. So if you're in the military and you've tried some of these other military credit unions and such, these are the people that do even better. And they're right here in our own backyard. Call them 800-488-1829, 800-488-1829, or go to veterans, plural, veteransamerica.com, and you can find a loan officer near you. But they are the top VA lender for home buyers, zero down, no PMI, they got a bit, little bit looser credit requirements than a lot of the credit unions and such. Government guarantees and thousands of different possibilities. That's our friends at Veterans America. And they are a big, huge supporter of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. Again, Veterans America, and as they say, own the land you defend. Great people over there. And uh, give them a shout. Uh, more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome to Palo Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. May I take your order? I'd like nine windows, please. Of course. All our products are custom made just for you. I'm hoping they'll match my home. Of course they can. Have it your way. Excuse me? We're talking about windows, right? Yes, we customize any decor. Our design options are virtually limitless, even more customized than your coffee. So you're like my personal barista for windows and doors. Exactly. And you couldn't have picked a better time because if you customize your order by August 31st, you can bundle and save big. Good deal. That was easy. Thank you. Drive through. Pella's premium wood windows and patio doors feature distinguished craftsmanship and nearly endless possibilities. Bundle and save when you customize your order by August 31st at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Visit PellaWI.com. have you back greg uh, sent me a nice note said hey listen every day up here in tomahawk and i hear you're going to be here for the uh, motorcycle ride coming up this year I, i'm there every year I, I love going to the north woods i love spending time up there whenever i get an opportunity to he says uh, you're going to be in wasa why not come a little bit further on wednesday night it kicks off tomahawk music on the river and he said your uh, station here wjjq FM, Uh, he said, uh, thanks to their appreciation for all this cookout. It's part of the Chamber of Commerce and the Visitor Center. But uh, they're doing a cookout, and music starts at 6, 
And uh, they say, don't forget the, the bug spray. Mosquitoes start at 7. That's that's from Greg. But, uh, but I, I, you know what? I'd love to come up. I, I would love to do a show from Tomahawk. Uh, and usually, like, during the Tomahawk Fall Ride, uh, I'll do it. But I'm not doing it from the radio station or anything up there. I'm usually doing or from, you know, any place outward. I'm usually doing it from, you know, the location unknown, so to speak. As uh, I'm there for more of the motorcycle ride, but no, I I love that area. That's just that's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And I love, you know, where we should do a show from is like Bonnie and Clyde's, which is a little further north. Then again, it's not downtown Tomahawk. It's it's a little bit further north. But Bonnie and Clyde's been a big supporter of the motorcycle ride over the years. Rick has Rick Karsten, so uh, they've been big supporters down here. Holly's Holly's is another place. Uh, small little bar in the corner, but when uh, the motorcycle ride starts up there, they put the tents out back, and the place gets huge. Uh, so Holly's is another good one. There's a couple of places up there we frequent, a couple of good supper clubs in that area as well. So, yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind doing some shows up there. Uh, so there you go. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and uh, do so. Uh, this is from Kim. Kim says, uh, hey, Bill, uh, the Brewers back at it tonight. What if they get a win tonight? Will everybody then back off? It seems like everybody wants to jump off a bridge with every loss the Brewers sustain. That is from Kim. Um, no. You, you know what? Here, here, I have said all along that there are times when this team just looks bad, and they have looked bad so bad at times. Now, have they? Have, are they You know where they want to be? Um. I think they're there for, for if you would have said at the beginning of the season that all the injuries they would have sustained to Woodruff, to Miley, and then you start to go through the list that a guy like Garrett Mitchell, who's kind of burst onto the scene, he goes down with a shoulder or a shoulder injury that ends his season. And if you would have looked at all the different injuries, uh, you know, it, Ashby and company, I mean, you can, I just go through the whole list. If you would have looked at all of that, Tyrone Taylor, you might have went, you know what, I don't know if this team's going to really be able to compete. So are they where they want to be? No, but they're only a half game back in the division, so we're not getting too high and not getting too low. I think what you have to look at now is how close are you to either one, if you get hot, make a run to where you go out and pick up another bat or two and you try to find sustainable assets that are going to benefit this team down the stretch and hopefully you catch fire, you get hot, you get healthy, you get lucky all at the same time. Or, because I think right now you're on that teetering point. Or are you thinking, well, we got to remain relevant. We don't want to do what we did last year. So we're going to, you know, we're just going to throw some, you know, throw some stuff at the win- at the wall and see if anything sticks. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, no big deal. And, you know, but I think we're at that teeter point right now. So, no, I'm not going to get too high and get too low. But, you know. For a team that's negative 24 right now and run differential, I mean, put it this way, the Cubs are plus 17. The Cubs are the only team in the division with a plus-minus on the plus side of the run differential line. Cincinnati's a negative 18. The Brewers are a negative 24. The Pirates are a negative 32. And the Cardinals are a negative 13 and dead last, which is a really weird statistic, but... That means they've just lost more close games, and the Brewers have had some blowouts that they've been on the receiving end of. So there you go. Uh, but I'm not going to get too high. I'm not going to get too low. I just thought last night was a bad look. 
it looked like they just gave up after they were down 6 nothing early on. That's it. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to be live. We're going to be at uh, Point Brewing in uh, beautiful Stevens Point. Have never been there. Really looking forward to it. So if you're in the area tomorrow, come on out. I think we're going to be, I think we're going to be hopefully outside if it's nice enough weather. Uh, we're going to be outside and in the beer garden. Uh, so that should be fun. Otherwise, maybe running around brewing our own beer. Who knows? But we're going to be at Point Brewing in Stevens Point, our first effort into Stevens Point at all in, 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 in my history. I mean, I've been there, but I've never done a show there. So we're going to be there for the very first time in Stevens Point tomorrow. Come on out and say hello. And then tomorrow night over at the bar in Rothschild uh, for one of our cigar dinners. So uh, going to be looking forward to a great time tomorrow. And uh, then we're back in the studio back here on Thursday. So uh, that's going to kind of do it for today. But I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. Going to be heading out here in just a little bit and driving north and doing a little dinner up there tonight. I don't know how late I'm going to get there, but uh, maybe grab a little dinner in uh, in Wausau tonight. And then, uh, then the show tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to. Looking forward to. Big time. So that's going to do it. Brewers back at it tonight. Hopefully the Brewers, because you just want to see them win the series, you know? Just see them win the series. That's it. They can do that. Then they're still they're still on the positive side, man. You got the Cubs and Pirates coming up later on tonight. The Brewers and the Diamondbacks, by the way. Uh, Ray goes to the hill tonight for the Brewers. Nelson's on the mound tonight for the Diamondbacks. Um, I don't think, correct me if I'm wrong, St. Louis is taking on the Nationals. The Reds are hosting the Rockies. Reds looking for their 10th win in a row. Hopefully they take a loss. Brewers get a win. They flip-flop the position in the National League Central, and all is right with the world again. I'd be a lot happier at that point. So until we talk yet again tomorrow, in 20 hours from now, time for us to go. We'll see you at Point Brewing tomorrow. Have a good one. Boop.